Oh my gosh. Oh, I've got something cool to show you for this episode too. That oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's show and tell today. It's going to be a little bit of show and tell. The problem is it's an audio podcast. So like, yeah, it'll be really wow. cool for you. Other yeah. people will have to imagine it. Well, the hey, other, that's the thing. We're the doing this one for to us, 300 right? people. <laughs> that's right. We're doing it for us. <laughs> the, other, the other few Sorry. hundred of you can just do whatever. You can imagine it or Google it when we get to that point. Yeah. We do this for us. Yeah. Hence, visual the games for you and me. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome. I feel like that's become the opener. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. That's, yeah, yeah that's, we both have our hello and welcome. Um, to, uh, to what is it? RS. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> no, man, this has to be after after the Viva episode, even yeah. though Prospects March has come out, we got to be top tier today. We have to be on yeah. top of our game. This has to be the best episode we have ever done. Okay. And by the way, no I pressure. Caleb, by the way, he, he told me the people that he listened that listened to the episode loved it. Miles said Viva? it was his favorite episode. Yeah, Viva was his favorite episode we've ever. Well, done. that's great. So like, there is that audience out there, but like for my own like personal. But I sanity, don't imagine that it's the majority. It's much bigger than personally <laughs> right. that big personal bubble. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, welcome to Cold Player Us. Uh, I am JD, and I'm Nick. That's not bad. A good pause there. Just a short one. We'll and see when you edit it. <laughs> I'll just, when I when we edit it, I'll just overlap them this time. So like you're talking over me. And I'm just right right <laughs> um, and today we're talking Milo Exilophonato, the uh, fifth Coldplay album. Um, it is. It is. We were just talking. Twenty eleven started. Twenty eleven. It is just under ten years old at this point. Which again, I feel like in my head, I don't know why, but like pre and post viva has always been what i call like old cold play and new cold play and okay. there's no it is there's no reason like that is purely just like the line that i've made in my head but like mx for on, onward had always been considered it. yeah and it's kind of where they went more electronic obviously yeah but exactly like, um it had always been the dividing line and it's weird to me that the oldest new cold play album is almost a decade old <laughs> like that is <laughs> That is yeah. uh, worrisome to me <laughs> as as a mortal. Is that what um, New Wave is? <laughs> is that what New Wave is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. I think you okay. nailed it. Um, so we're talking uh, Milo Xyloto, of course. Um, the fifth album. Uh, mm -hmm. Another, I mean, again, I'm a little biased. Another gold standard Coldplay album. I, I think it is just fantastic i'm super happy with this album i'm excited to talk about it it is very solid and as previously mentioned the highest rated coldplay album on pitchfork mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and we know that we live and die by pitchfork reviews so yeah um, that that holds a high yeah. weight with us <laughs> exactly um it's an interesting one because it's like it is um well firstly it is the beginning of chris saying that every album is their last album <laughs> i think it's like the true <laughs> really? beginning of being like yeah i mean basically like every album from here on out in interviews promoting it he's like we think i think this is going to be our last album and is at the point now where it's such a boy who cried wolf sort of thing that it's like okay chris yep everyday life was going to be the last one head full of dreams is going to be the last one and like with this one he said that and then later he was like well i think what we meant was like we have to treat every album like it's going to be our last one. But then like okay. every album, it's sure. like, well, you know, I just don't know if, if there will be Coldplay after this. Like it's the end of a chapter and everyone's like, what the fuck? And then 
there's a few of us now who are like, okay, sure, man. We'll see. Yeah. You whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I don't know about Coldplay anymore. Oh, you're, you're halfway through recording your next albums. How, how interesting. <laughs> so, um, but you know, it's a, it is a huge continuation of their kind of cons well, thematic albums, but especially a concept album. Yeah. Um, it is. Oh yeah. A stark departure musically from viva i think it's a very big tonal <laughs> shift but what was bit. interesting so kind of getting into the album like as we do on this yeah. podcast um i when i was research you know reading up as i as we say doing our doing our professional research um, yeah. for me it was a refresher thorough let's be honest, thorough. Let's be honest. for me it was a henry david thorough i agree um yeah. for me it was more of a refresher I'm more because... of a rough although emerson type of guy <laughs> but i'll take it you'll take you'll you'll take it <laughs> that's fair that's fair um uh i remembered reading and it's it that there were two albums they were working on okay. after Viva. There was a more acoustic album and then there was a more electronic album. And I remember that tracking because what we've been talking about with Prospects March and Viva, what I said a lot of was like, I'm really happy with where they go from here, but I wish they would have done that famous old painters or that Dubliners yeah. or Goldrush sort of sound. So they had two different albums they were working on. And I, I, I was reading the wiki and I was like, oh, this reminds me of the story. And sure enough, the story was a couple of lines later that um, Charlie Brown was actually originally supposed to be on the acoustic album and had an accordion in it. Yeah. Oh. And then Guy was like, we, this can't, this has to be on this <laughs> album. Like this has to be in Milo Zylado. Um, okay. And so eventually they kind of combined them. So there, so some of well, the yeah, more that's what I was just going to ask is that there, there are a couple of acoustic based here. Yeah. I, and they, so they kind of combined electronic too. album, but there are two, yeah. two, three that are more acoustic. Yeah. UFO yeah. us against the world are the main two that they had talked about that. Yes. Kind of had shifted from one album to the other, from the acoustic one. And so, Charlie and, Brown, of course. Yes. And Charlie Brown, the accordion song. And it's like, you yeah. know, I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear the, um, accordion version of charlie brown of course because just imagine chris in a bar with everyone clapping and stomping and <laughs> playing the accordion <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel it's probably i don't know i feel like will's the guy with the accordion i feel like for whatever reason he's the one who knows how to play the accordion sure. and everybody else is just kind of harmonica or clapping around him maybe like you know a, a, a guitar with like a capo on the eight or a mandolin or something like that just like a very you know almost like irish pub sort of a feel yeah. um all no, like, on one for, microphone for bare naked ladies when like the live shows when they come together and it's just four of them around one mic it would have that yeah. sort of feel yes exactly no but the, the whole album yeah the whole album yeah. they have one microphone and yep. they just hit record on on a garage band <laughs> one take <laughs> um so that being said they combined the two Mm -hmm. And it became Milo Zylado. And what's interesting about MX, um, which we're going to call it a lot of MX because listen, Milo Zylado, that's a yeah, mouthful. How do you even say it? We're tired. I, I, I might be saying it wrong. Milo Zyloto. Milo yeah. Zyloto. Milo Zoloto. So it's not a good bit. It's not a good bit. No. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you had the right instinct that I jumped in even further. <laughs> I was like, sometimes you got to low into abandoned shit mm -hmm. um, or jump so, on. <laughs> so they 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 worked with um fucking old sourpuss again on this one. Yeah, uh, Brian Eno again. Well, just... Diva was the first time that they worked with him, right? And then yes, it yes. stuck, so they they kept with him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Literally, they were stuck with him. Like they'd wake up and he yeah. was in the studio. There you go. God like, damn it. <laughs> He's when can we skip here. to a Vici already? 
uh pour one out for avici um yeah it was it, it, like that idea that like like today we're gonna do something without brian and then they do they just kind of turn he's like jesus he's there he's like in the corner <laughs> hey guys do you want to try something new the next uh, no, album were... he's just waiting outside and they have to awkwardly walk past him every day yeah. to go record <laughs> yeah they get another new studio with a oh, new address so he doesn't oh hey brian <laughs> <laughs> um so so they went from you know they worked at a little bit at, at the um the bakery and then they moved to the beehive another new studio in london so they went from you know that they that they had that was Ooh. i don't know if you saw this in the wiki it was my, one of my favorite things about it they were talking about um the uh the new studio and I got here. The beehive was described by Rick Simpson, one of the producers, as a quote, large room. <laughs> That's it. That's the full quote there. <laughs> oh. That's awesome. like, all right, cool. <laughs> that. Large room. <laughs> um, and so they recorded there. And um, you know what's what is really interesting about this album is the concept of it. So you would text yeah. me about this a little bit and and yeah so like we said thorough research so yes. like three days ago i text you it was like hey there's a comic book and all of these are like <laughs> based on a big story and i was like yeah yeah um yeah so i, I wanted to know if you had read it because i was no, like this I had, seems I had... really cool and i want to know how much i should dive in just finding no, it now I, the comics came out if i remember correctly the comics came out after the album like a, a good mm -hmm. yeah almost a year after the album came out okay. and for me it was it was just another thing of like i i don't think it was a little bit like i was getting ready for college you know we had just graduated high school at that point and i was like i don't need comics because they were coming out like individual i was just like i read like the first one that you could get for free on itunes or something but it just i didn't i really just didn't pay much attention to it um, I had read a lot of the synopses later, like, you know, you can go on Wikipedia mm -hmm. or, or like Coldplay Wikipedia and read all the stories and stuff in this and the, the, you know, general summary. Um, but yeah, I mean, like there is what I love about it is that it's a concept album. There's a very specific, um, excuse me, story throughout it that you can really dive into. At the same time, you can kind of, for lack of a better word, ignore all of it. And, and still enjoy the album. Is, and still like enjoy the album. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, <laughs> and, and frankly, like I still do. Like I don't yeah. think of this story, you know, basically the story is very much a idea of a, there's a dystopian future, um, kind of like a big brother, 1984 sort of a thing. And yep. uh, a character named Milo Zylato is, I believe, see, this is where I, again, I don't know. Set in the world word. of Silencia. Silencia. Yes. Yeah. Which we'll talk about um, music of the spheres in a moment. I don't know if you've seen what's going on with that. Um no, but I, okay. I wanted to bring it up that I was like, I, yeah. So a little bit into my process, right. Is that I found this out late because I, I like to dive in just listening, focusing on the music and right. then do research on the back end. So that's yeah. why I was like, yeah. Oh crap. How much of this do I need to learn right now? Right. <laughs> right. But in the little bit that I started researching, it was like, there's seemingly a lot of symbols for a lot mm -hmm. of these songs. Yes. Yes. And we'll, and yeah. There, it just seems like there's so many parallels to what is happening yeah, right a, now. With there's a the lot spheres. of music of the spheres parallels here. Cause I mean, this is th th definitely more of a dystopian future right. feel, but there is a lot of spacey themes. I mean, you know, one yeah. of the B sides was moving to Mars, which w again is lit in the very Where music um, of the spheres electronic rock. <laughs> right. All <laughs> of the to Mars. Um, and so, and then 
you know, there's been a lot of parallels I've seen people make between the higher power and uh, hurts like heaven kind of musically. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a lot of parallels between them. I think it's kind of in the same vein, even the um, like the wardrobe is yeah. very, is very similar. The, the That's what I'm saying. Like all it's all of that, even, yeah, even all of that yeah. aside musically, but just like thematically in the way that they seem to be creating this universe for the album. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels I think- in that. I completely yes, I, I completely agree. There's symbols are theorizing for some songs. You know, there's going to be some sort of story or concept throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so the the very base story, uh, uh, based off at least from the comics, is that Milo mm-hmm. Zilado is kind of one of the soldiers of like the organization that helps track yeah. down Sparkers or Sparks, I think. Yeah. And um, the big bad government, the big bad government, and he meets a girl. His mind changes, and and and, and you know, one thing that I think they were very very as big this want about, to happen, as yeah, and as and as does frequently, mm-hmm. um, ends with a happy ending. Like that was the important part, you know. And again, that's the very Coldplay thing: happy endings, right? Like, well, you know what I yeah. mean. Like, <laughs> like uplifting positive yeah. messages of hope. No, 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 yeah, we'll we'll get to that with up with the birds. I don't want to. Okay, get okay, that okay. Yet. Sorry, 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 sorry. No, no. Um. So, uh. So yeah, there there is that story throughout, and you know, the I think the government co- company or organization is called major minus or like the bad guy is yeah major minus and a lot of the lyrics you know light a fire light a spark and charlie brown there's a lot of parallels in the lyrics to that story but they're also in my mind at least very separate things that you don't have to know to enjoy um as a good concept album should be in my like i don't feel like you should need to have read a book or a comic to know to get an album um, it should, it can enhance it, but you know, right. And that's, that's kind of why I freaked out a little bit a couple of days ago oh, sure. <laughs> is because a lot, I, we use genius as is probably pretty obvious. Right. <laughs> and a lot of times they do like, you can click on a lyric and see someone's interpretation. And a lot of times I try not to do that. So I don't yeah. hook onto that one thing. And then I'm like, Oh, right. this is what it means. Right. Right. Yeah. But I did you know that. What? And I was like, this is about this story. And I was like, Oh, what's the story what's the story and it was like this yeah. is about when milo does this and i was like who's my like what Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and and, it, <laughs> and that was like crap oh, yeah. have i missed like everything no thankfully <laughs> yeah no no i i what i really tie to this album is i have some very um very distinct memories of this album because it was the first band that i was really like i've mentioned really in love with and mm-hmm. so like i followed and i remember you know um with uh viva I got into it as it was coming out. So like the buildup and stuff, I wasn't as involved. I remember all of the buildup to this album, every teardrop coming out as I can see here, June 3rd. I remember being in Mr. Beach's classroom. That would have been at the end of junior (laughs) year. And I remember like begging him because it was like one of those countdown things, like give me control. Cause he was like a teacher. One of my teachers that I knew had a lot of, remember when he took us to see uh, Jackass three, Oh yeah. Remember that? He was like, so he was one of our teachers. Uh, he did take yeah. like, European history and world religion. And like, I think even like just econ or government or something Bleaker? Uh, with Bleecker and with, Bleaker. um, with, um, yeah, not, no, Bunsen and Beaker is different with Andrew Bleecker. Well, yeah, I was like Grant. a Beaker, Bleacher. No, something's not right here. <laughs> Bleachers. But it's yeah, with <laughs> no. Um, uh, uh, and so he's yeah. like a teacher but like his son was on our water polo team and at a water polo tournament once we had a big break between games and he took us to yeah. see jackass three and i just remember being like my teacher is taking us to see jackass <laughs> but i remember um i remember like begging him for control of his computer so i could play it like mm-hmm. in class at the end of the day at the end of the hour and like listening to every teardrop for the first time in his classroom and then okay, like, so he let favorite... you do it what's that so he lets you do yeah, it yeah he, he, he relented yeah um 
but my favorite cold well, this is one of my favorite Copeland memories of all time and I'm, I don't know if I've told the story before to you or to some I'm not I've told other people but um we'll see Paradise was coming out this is like the next single right and they had been yep. teasing it and stuff um and it was like they were dropping it at, at like 8 a.m uk time which is 3 a.m our time and i remember being like i'm not going to listen to it at 3 a.m like it's just you know I'm, i was i was 17 or 16 maybe almost 17 at the time and um i was like i'm not going to listen to it tight whatever so but i remember that night i woke up at 255 for no reason that i can remember I just, you know, was just, on, fate. Was, just woke up. I saw the time. I was like, I'm going to listen to it. And so I just, I, I can picture it so vividly. I was in bed. My room is dark. I put my headphones in and I waited. And then, I, you know, the stream came available at three and I hit play. And I remember listening to it. And I remember like, again, not to be cheesy. I remember the bass drop, the mm-hmm. right in the beginning and everything hitting. And just my, like, even now body filled with shivers and literally feeling transported. Like it was one of those moments of like the power of music. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite Coldplay memories because it was, it was very much a fate thing, right? Like I told, I was like intentional, like, I'm just going to listen to it in the morning. Yeah. I woke up right for the premiere. I laid there, I sat there in bed. I was sitting up and I just remember it just being like, transported by that song yeah. and so i just i remember a lot about this album coming out i'm we we saw them on the mx tour um my brother my brother and my sister and my dad we all went um and we saw them in detroit and i remember the show of it like it was just you know i it, it was so it was the first time they had the xylo bands you know the the light up bracelets and stuff and it yeah. was just it was oh i remember you telling me about those and being like that yeah. is, that's really sweet i found mine i found mine from the head full of dreams tour about a week ago we're moving yeah. so i was packing stuff up and i'm i headed out and i meant to um like hold it you know like show and tell for yeah. an episode but i was like that's like that's even less cool than what i'm going to show you in a couple minutes here um but i just i yeah i have a lot of memories tied to this album um, because you know it came out when I was 16 or seven or 17 right like yeah. when we were 17 yeah. and like that is those are like those formative musical years you know I have very distinct memories of not as much the whole album or the lead up sure. but of driving around mm-hmm. first got like my grandpa's old truck and yeah, blaring every teardrop yes yes and I like Still, I had someone recently be like, what's your favorite song to just blast on the radio? And the first yeah. thing that came to my head was every teardrop. And I was just like, I just remember just, just driving around. around yeah. And- yeah. Ah, oh, I love that's, it, man. That's I, and, so good. And so, yeah, I, I, it's a, and it's, you know, talking about the music of the album itself before we kind of dive in. It's a, I love this album. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, more so than any BNL album and any Coldplay album up to this point, I struggled so hard to pick my least favorite song. Yeah, I still, really I'm difficult. still unsure. I honestly, I have it down to three and I love all three songs and I keep, I have your voice in my head saying something's got to come in last. So like, that's <laughs> like, I love this uh, album so, yeah, I, so much. I you know? locked into a least favorite earlier in this week and nice. then I listened to it a couple get a couple times again i was like oh but it's so yeah. good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think i think well that's the problem like i still stand by viva la vida is their best album yeah. and honestly i think it's like i said last time it's my favorite album but in mm-hmm. a weird way and this is just gut reaction this might be their most important album to me like this was very formative sure. in my life in my personality or you know it's yeah. very formative to me even though i like viva more and i think it's better this is just such an important album to me. I mean, I, um, I get that with that's like with BNO. My E to E was my like meant the most to me. It's mm-hmm. probably my favorite, but but in still, my those, opinion, can, not those their can best. be 
Right, right. By the way, I was listening to um, Heal Thyself Part One again today. Still one of the best albums of Still. one of my favorite albums ever. Hell yeah. Like literally, it's it's like top ten for me now ever. But yeah, so, so check out Heal Thyself Part One. Go listen to it. Yeah, rap. by Stephen Page. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, what I wanted to show you, this was also yes. around the time in my life that I started collecting records and vinyl. I had my mom had given me her old eighties. Um, uh, I don't think CD, but tape and, and record player, like the whole honking big thing. I, I'm a vinyl collector in that the bands that I love, I always yeah. want the exclusive versions. I always want the limited editions of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when that started. So um, I bought the Viva La Vida, sing- or sorry, the um, Every Teardrop single, okay. which uh, came with, I believe, Major My. Oh, go ahead. No, side note on the Every Teardrop single. Yes. It was Every Teardrop, the Major Minus. And that's it. Yes. When, 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 what was Moving to Mars on then? Uh, I don't know. I thought that was on every teardrop on the, on the, but yeah. So my, um, my grandma. Yeah. It was on moving to Mars as well. Uh, okay. the digital download was, but go on. Sorry. Your okay. grandmother. Yes. Yeah, so, so my, gra- I go up, I went up to my grandma's for the fourth Yes. and she knows about the pod. She, I think she's listened to it being all up and you ever get around to this one. Hey grandma. Uh, um, grandma, Our, my but, family is your family and vice versa. So hi. Grandma. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm up there and she's like, Oh yeah, I was at, I was at a neighbor's garage sale the other day. And I saw the CD that said Coldplay on it. And I like, it wasn't in a case or anything. It was just like the CD, like they'd pull it out of their truck. <laughs> and so she was like, oh, how much is this? And the lady was just like, just, just take it. <laughs> it is a CD without a case. Yeah. Just take it. And so she was like, we got to listen to it later. So we turn it on and it starts with, she's like, this, this album is every teardrop is a waterfall. And I'm like, well, that's not right. So what are you thinking? And then, it's the first song and the next one. And I'm like, Oh, this is the single. This is every teardrop, the single. Uh, oh, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so does it have just every teardrop and, and major minus on it? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Cause I clicked um, next. I was like, it's out of order for one. Yeah. What is well, going it was weird on? Cause, Cause major minus was like a B side at that time. And then it was on the album. Um, yeah, but no. So moving to Mars was a digital B side for for this, which I think we were are going to cover on the bits and yeah. B sides when we get to that. But yeah, so this was so I bought that single. I had this little cool poster. I actually it came out as a Facebook memory because the the thing came out June third and it's July, so about a three weeks ago, it came up on, on a um, Facebook memory that when I had the vinyl, took a photo. You know, I was fucking sixteen. Yeah. But I also bought the uh, exclusive vinyl book for MX, and oh. so it is. Uh, it is, it's got the case here, right? So like the yeah. covering of Miles Ilido. And then it's got, it's just this massive book that in the middle of this book is a giant pop-up here of, <laughs> of all this, like all the symbols and the graffiti and stuff like this. That's pretty um, sweet. It's so cool. And so in the beginning of it, you've got, um, ironically about our, our podcast cover, you've got stencils of the font for <gasps> Miles Ilido. So we, so I knew that I had this and we could have used this if we wanted to, but I was, but I really wanted to use the, um, either the Viva font or or one of the other. Well, we went, we ended up going with this one. I know, I know, but like, how are we going to do it digitally? (laughs) But it was on digital. So like throughout this, you know, you, what's really cool is that most of this is there's some photos, obviously, like there's some live, of us, like live photo. Yeah. Like there's me me and you (laughs) at 16. Um, So like they've got handwritten, (laughs) handwritten lyrics then they also have like basically the Very recording cool. schedule so i don't know how it, you probably can't see it too well but like it'll say like okay um uh, let me find a better day that i can read a little bit better so 
Friday, June 18th, 2010. Princess of China, great organic elements and bass line. Chris, um, Prophet Piano, vocals. Guy, Red Jazz bass. J- uh, Johnny, riff from laptop. So it's like, it's literally the production notes on the album, That's which is really super cool. cool. And then partway through, I think after the um, halfway point, what's really cool is that there are excerpts from Chris's notebook on writing the album. And so you've got like that's pretty re- sweet. Like all these pages of like really Dang. early drafts of lyrics of their Glastonbury set list that they were working on. Because I think I'm gonna we said this a, a couple episodes ago, or maybe it got cut because I don't know. Um, when they did Glastonbury this year, 2011, uh, it was before the album came out, and they debuted, or at least they played two or three new songs from MX. Like they played Major Minus, I think they played Charlie Brown, and they had not. And come it hurts out like heaven because that's yeah, why they opened with hurts genius. like heaven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you go to like the next song in Genius and it switches over to that Glastonbury set. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, um, no. <laughs> what's cool, like, I don't think you'll be able to see this one very well, but like you see early sketches of those symbols that they that they worked on for the album. So you see. Okay. Like, so you this, this goes symbol. back to our who comes up with I know. the ideas thing. I know, right? That's what I'm saying. You can see the symbols here. Um uh, and you talked a lot about, you mentioned this earlier, the symbols, every song has a symbol, which I think yeah. is so cool. And for the longest time, I, you know, I've got a lot of tattoos that are, most of them are music themed. Um, I wanted a Coldplay tattoo because they're one of my favorite bands, mm-hmm. but I could never think of it. And so I, I, I told myself I'm going to do an MX symbol. And um, one of the themes of the comic is this thing called Car Kids, which was supposed to be like the gang or the or like the organ the underground organization that like is the like the freedom fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was also a song, Car Kids, that we've never heard. But it's like on okay. so much of the stuff, right? Like it's on the notebooks, it's in the the art, it's in the set, yeah, it's in like the literal set Brown. design. Yep. But we've never heard Car Kids, so you don't know what happened to it, right? If it became okay. something else, if it just wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um. But the um us against the world symbol, I believe, is like the the little C with like the K. It's basically a CK on its side. Okay. And so I was gonna get okay. that as my tattoo because uh, us against the world is one of my favorite songs on the album. And also symbol wise, it mm-hmm. made the most sense. And yeah. then everyday life came out and I got my everyday life tattoo. Instead, I got the the sun and the moon, okay. which I'm very, very happy with. But um, for the longest time, one of those symbols was going to be the, the Coldplay tattoo. By Billy Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just said screw Coldplay and get a Billy Joel tattoo. Uh, <laughs> you were just going to write the lyrics to a longest time and then have the little dash Chris Martin. <laughs> I was going to find his handwriting somewhere online that I could mimic it, but you know, ultimately it doesn't matter. Well, you have um, the book. That's <clears throat> right. I could just pull his handwriting <laughs> from here. Um, but yeah, so, so yeah, this album means a lot. It's such a cool, and I was looking through it tonight beforehand mm-hmm. before we recorded seeing things in there that I had never seen before. Like some of the, especially the Chris's notebook stuff I was reading, like literally car kids is like on the set list for Glastonbury in the early drafts and us against the or not us against the world um up with so the that birds means it was full-fledged enough that that's what i'm saying right like you want i really it's there's a song right now i don't know how much you've seen on the subreddit there's a song called the race the race so there's a coldplay song that was cut yeah, from, from head full of dreams but it's kind of like in the no head full of dreams that was kind of in the background of like the documentary okay and it's one of those songs that everyone's like release the race you know like even as recently as this week phil was talking about it on the coldplay twitter saying like okay. i just sent an email to the four of them to see where we're at with the race you know maybe one day so like that's it's why i assume like, music of spheres is because you said you opened it with this week 
Yeah, no, like literally, gotcha. Phil, gotcha. like gotcha. someone had tweeted at them about it. At, at Phil, at Coldplay about it, and Phil responded mm-hmm. like, um, the, "The fifth member, the fifth member." Yeah, well, you don't need to. People know. Oh, that's you true. That's true. Phil is. Um, and they said like he said, um, yeah, we're gonna like I'll, I'll I just emailed the guys about it to see where we're at with it because maybe one day. So, um, but Car Kids was a lot like that at this time, which was like we and know it. Exists. They responded. Oh, it's hey, out there. We're too busy with that. We've got a sixteenth version of Higher Power to release. <laughs> We have a really cool new remix <laughs> coming out. This time we took the bass out. <laughs> um, but yeah, we should really briefly before we finally dive into the tracks, um, talk mm-hmm. about. It's hard to talk about the music of the Sphere stuff because by the time this comes out, it'll be a little outdated. Um, but they were seen. So I don't know if you've seen this. They were seen filming a music video in Barcelona earlier this week, like literally two or three days ago from right now. Okay, and I've not seen this. What happened was. Uh, I, someone somewhere con- said that this basically all but confirmed the BTS collaboration. I haven't seen that. Connect- I, I don't doubt that there's a BTS on that doesn't bother me at all. Um, but mm-hmm. what happened was the band or the crew left behind on accident, all of the languages for all of the new uh, album or all of the new planets in this new album. So ah. if you go on the sub right now, you can see all of these new languages, all of the alien, like, you know, they made the higher power Kaudakin language, all of those languages. So each song different. has its own language. It's not each just song higher has power. Its, yeah, each song has its own planet. Uh, that's how we're assuming it is because there's ten or eleven. Damn. Of them. Okay. So I thought it was this was the language for the album. No, no, that's the one for that planet. There's that all is these really cool planets. as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all, of course, uh, ties together. Um, yeah. When it comes out. Um, so anyway, so do you want to jump into the the song for this one? So we're yeah, so just just that. before we do that, I got a quick question for you that sure. you maybe not know the answer to. So we're we're doing the one through fourteen, uh, MX through up with the birds. Yes, not really any bonus tracks on this one, but no. if you go to the wiki, yeah, you see Japanese bonus tracks. Do you know what it is about Japan that always gets the bonus? I, I feel like I've seen a million. Way. No, you're totally, you're 1000% right. You're 1000% right. Japan almost always has bonus tracks. I remember asking somewhere on Reddit one time in the past year or two about that. And Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, it's just a marketing thing, but I'm like, okay, but like why Japan? So I don't have a solid answer. I've seen it with the Fratellis, with Coldplay, with Oasis. Like Yanel did it. Yanel did it. It is not an uncommon thing. Ben Foles has done it a bunch. Like a a, a bonus Japanese track, whether it's like just a live version or a B-side or a bad, like you're totally right. I don't know what the answer is. Okay. So if you do let us know, because we want to. Yeah, please write in. Yeah. So. Um, so like you said, though, there are transition tracks on this album. There's three of them. And the way that we're going to do that is we're going to kind of include that in the snippet. Is that right for the full track? I have two snippets it? that we can just play back to back. Or if it's jarring, we could say Perfect. this let's is MX and then. Yeah, let's just do that. We'll, we'll play the snippets back to back. So yeah. so we'll hop into it now. Um, Nick's going to hit his microphone before we do that. Yep. Um, so we're going to jump in with you're going to play snippets for both MX and for um, Hurts Like Heaven. Yeah, and when you say MX, you mean Milo's Island. Milo's Island. Yes. No, play all of the snippets for the whole album. Yeah, Yeah, we'll play all 14 up front, and then we're going to come back. (laughs) All right, let's do it. All right. Oh, 
the <sighs> best opening track on a Coldplay album of all time. I love Hurts Like Heaven. It is hard to argue. Well, so fucking much. Well, as I it love, though, really. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I, I know that I, I talk about the live shows all the time, but I just remember those lights going down, uh-huh. the piano starting, everyone's bracelets lighting up and going just crazy in that in that arena man it was so it's it was it was it's what became their live shows right like this is what became yeah. a Coldplay live show is the xylo bands and the bracelets and um it's beautiful it's amazing but so i do love I, mx as an opener yeah I, I do too it works really cool into it it's a pseudo instrumental opening to keep the momentum from viva maybe but. sure I have I have a distinct memory of you showing me Hurts Like Heaven for the first time uh-huh. and then going back to the part that I I just showed. The uh-huh. the streets are ours and he expands. Yeah. And we're like, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> 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 and I agree. Yeah. It's my favorite part. And then the way his voice changes in the, the following verse. But yeah, this song's great. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it is it is a very kind of cool capsule of the sound of the whole album like it's got a lot of cool electronic stuff going on it's got some great guitar solos from johnny two amazing guitar solos it's got the acoustic guitar um it's it's vibrant like that's a word i think of this album it's so colorful and vibrant and i think this song captures that really well yeah and i feel like i'm going to say that every time or have so far but right this is again opening track it's just a perfect way to set the tone of this new album the new era uh-huh. It's just, it's a perfect encapsulation. Like you said. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. It's, it is it, lyrically and even like the theme of this song. Again, it mm-hmm. all fits the whole, um, the whole album, the, 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 the theme of the album, the theme of the era, stuff like that, the graffiti, I mean, r- literally written graffiti on a bridge in the park, right? Like yeah. that's, um, and then run up and mark on a factory sign. I, Struggle I, with the feeling that my life isn't mine. That line yeah. is so good. Yep. 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 And I love the, we won't let them take control. And then, um, yes, I feel a little bit nervous. Yes. I feel nervous and I cannot relax. I love those mm-hmm. the vocals going on there. Yeah. No, I and just um, the hook. The chorus is great too. Just because oh, yeah. you use your heart as a weapon and it hurts like heaven. That's, I mean, that's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's simple and it's, but it's direct and it works. And then you got the OOOs at the end. Um, yeah, I love this song so much. I think it is amazing. Like, truly, truly amazing. I, it sucks because their opener is always so great, but then they generally tend yeah. to stop playing the openers after that tour. And I would love to hear this song again. I would. Do they generally it. use the opener as the album opener? Too? Yes. Or the tour yes. opener? Yes. Okay. So Ghost Stories, they use Always in My Head. This, they did Hurts Like Heaven. Head Full of Dreams, they opened with it. Um, Everyday <laughs> Life, they didn't really tour. But yeah, they. they I mean, okay. Diva, same deal. Yeah, they normally open the tour with the opener of that album. I usually like that. I agree. Yeah. Well, and again, Coldplay, like, specifically do that, right? Like, they op- yeah. they create an opener to be a show and an album opener. Um. I, you know, when I've seen the killers, they opened with um, Mr. Brightside one time, which like, that was also really cool, but they don't always, I mean, they do more so now than they used to, but like, you know, there are other bands that don't open with a new song. They open with a classic or they open with a different one. Right. It's fine. Coldplay goes out of their way to like make openers that open everything. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of a bummer then, because I feel like if, if we see them on the next tour, which we should, we will. Yeah, we will. 
I'd be bummed if they didn't. Like, I guess I'm going to be bummed if they won't play this because this would be. A, they won't. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe a B side, B stage thing eventually, but I, yeah. I would be shocked if they don't. But I love, I'd be shocked if they do. Sorry. I love Hurts Like Heaven. It's just, it's, yeah, I, I, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and then it goes into the next song, of course, as songs normally do, um, which is uh, colloquially Correct. known as Paradise. another solid solid track i think i don't mean this as a a negative well obviously it's a negative thing i think of the of the singles from this album Mm -hmm. i'm starting with a negative thing it's probably my least favorite but like i think charlie brown well the the, so uh, i should not the singles to clarify singles every teardrop paradise i know brown and and princess yeah when i when i say the singles i mean those first three i think of okay but I, i mean the ones that have persevered since that era which is generally us against the world hurts like or sorry us against the world charlie brown paradise and um us against the world was a single uh every teardrop no but they play that one a lot at live shows those four are the okay, ones that they okay. generally <clears throat> play more still so like when i think I of songs that have persevered past this era it's those four of charlie brown every teardrop and this one which are like the three main singles yes it's my least favorite but that is again it's a very high bar <laughs> with yeah. every teardrop and, and charlie brown i love this song um i love the um I love how huge it is and then how it drills down to just Chris and the piano for a minute there. Yep. Um, structurally, it's very interesting because it's like the intro, there's like a double verse, yep. a chorus, and then it goes down to the piano and the claps and then a chorus, a guitar solo, and then it kind of ends. So it's like, it's structurally really interesting. Um, and, and which unusual. is cool because lyrically it's surprisingly simple. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. The first couple of verses are cool and set it up, but the whole back half is really just the repeated like could be, should be, paradise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and you're totally right, and and this is why we've talked about this specifically um, when people have criticized uh, uh, higher power for some of the lyrics. Um, I look back <laughs> at this and I go, the chorus of this song is literally para para paradise para para paradise. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Right. I don't have a problem with the lyrics and higher power. What I'm saying I is, I do you have can't a problem with the criticism of, oh, they've gotten worse lyrically when you've been doing similar <laughs> things for years. Exactly. Yes. Um, one thing that I do that does make me laugh is that the the final Oasis album that ever came out, "Dig Out Your Soul," it came out in 2008. Okay. One of the singles, well, one of the songs from that album is called uh, "Falling Down." It's one of the ones that Noel sings, and there's a lyric, and I believe it, I guess it would technically be the chorus or something similar to the chorus. The open the line of it is catch the wheel that breaks the butterfly, and then you go to paradise three years later, and it says um, the wheel breaks the butterfly. Now, I know that Coldplay has always looked up to Oasis. Mm-hmm. That is such a unique phrase that I can't think they can't be a little bit related. And again, I'm not complaining. Sure, it could about be that. an homage, I'm like not... the Pink Floyd one that we talked about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, I've got nothing against it. It's just so close that, like, I, I can't, I don't believe yeah. that Chris and Noel independently found that reference from the Epistle of Doctor Arbuthnot from 1735. Like, I just, you know, oh, like... I mean, come on, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's like, everyone knows that. Um, but uh, but it's one of those like I, I remember listening to the song. I'd be like, wait, that's what Noel sang about in Falling Down. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but no, I think this is a beautiful song. I think it again, it, it encapsulates the, 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 um, era very, very well. And is maybe yeah. I would, I would bet you the biggest song from this era from this album. I'm yeah. Spotify. I, I, I'm going to check it out. I feel like that makes sense to me. Yeah. It makes I really like me. the strings and the drumming a lot. The drum yes. fills are really cool. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. One well, and also, let's see. Uh, yeah, "Paradise by a Mile" is the biggest song on this one. Really? Okay. Um, Charlie Brown's got 140 million. Every teardrop 192. Princess of China 184. Paradise 629.8 million uh, uh, streams. Wow. So, um, I also I love the bass drop in this song. I love. Oh yeah. But a boom. Like it's so simple, but it's it. Like I said, it just feels like a world is opening up. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it really capsule captures that that youthful expanse of life right like anything life goes happen. on it gets so heavy yeah <laughs> but also Man. like this could be pair and dreamed of yeah. paradise and and this could be pair like like imagining the future in a very idealistic way that you don't always do once you get jaded with life you know well, yeah I mean? but like, that's that's yeah. what we're, yeah it's exactly that and then it yeah. also has the jaded part in it with the lyric yes. I just said. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the life goes on, it gets so heavy. That's true. Yeah. So it's kind of got both parts of it. That's when you think about it. But yeah, over, overall, I agree. It does seem like it has the more optimistic outlook. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I do like the song a lot. I think it's it's a it has cemented itself as a classic Coldplay song. Like, yeah. There's no it's way full around stop. It. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um. I love the in the night, the stormy night, she'd close her eyes and then away she'd fly. I love that into the chorus. Um, I like the claps in there uh, towards the end, but um, the guitar solo towards the end, Johnny's guitar yep. solo, love that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great song. Um, and normally live, Chris will kind of continue the chorus after the band's faded out. So he'll do that. Yeah. This could be pair, 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 and then, but it's more of a sing-along, you know, and it's just, it's just beautiful. So love it. Oh well, yeah, it is a, it is a true masterpiece. According mm-hmm. to Genius. Mm-hmm. Inarguably. A true masterpiece. <laughs> ah, let's, um, let's, Charlie uh, Brown? let's keep going. They're going to Charlie Brown. Let's, let's do it. Dreams, when they smash my heart into smithereens, be a bright red rose, come bust in the concrete, be a cartoon heart. Great. You're going to read into this too much. I okay. think this is a perfect Coldplay song. I think if okay. somebody... Are you saying like, that to throw me off? I don't know. mind games here? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying You're if gonna read somebody into this. were to <laughs> ask me, if someone were to say, like, tell me, like, never heard Coldplay before. Yeah. Zero, I think this is a perfect... I think this does everything that Coldplay can do. It is uplifting. It is positive. Musically, it's got electronic. It's got the acoustic guitar. It's full band. It's got sing-alongs. I honestly think Charlie Brown is a perfect Coldplay song. It is a quintessential Coldplay song. I absolutely adore this song. That is fair. It's very illustrative. Yes. I love the lyrics. Super Uh, fun and upbeat. The Lost Boys. um, Scarecrow Dreams um i really uh, like the light of fire yeah. be a bright red rose come bursting come through, bursting the through the concrete yeah i love that i love that yeah cartoon heart i think the song was called cartoon heart for a bit or like was like one of the working titles for it i love okay. that term cartoon heart um will run wild will be glowing in the dark like that captures what this song feels like to me like yeah. i know you're talking about every teardrop yeah. which we'll get to soon being like that blasting one this is like an infinite moment song to me 
okay. driving down the road at night, yeah. blaring, will be will run wild, will be glowing in the dark. Like that is just that is what this song is to me, is those two lines. Like just this carefree. Yeah. Uh, I really like the scene you just set, and I, I like the outro a lot too. The piano oh, it slows like, down almost for the yeah. first time in the song. And then, and then it goes really well in Us Against the World. But I like oh, that. Course. The way you just described it as being like this big night, like this really fun yes. experience. And then it comes down in a really pleasant way, too. Yes. No, I, I totally agree. Like the, the music video is great for this. If, if you haven't watched it, it's like I, I like they do a lot of music videos where it's like a story. And then they do a lot that has like the band in it. And like this is kind of like a mix. It's got the band. In it. I, yeah. like, I, I prefer okay. those ones. Those are the band in it. Yeah. Um, but that's how I picture the song too. Like it's a big night. It is a powerful, beautiful night with that person or with those people. And then that piano outro is that really intimate moment at the end of it. And yeah. I, it, and I also really firmly believe that it could be romantic or platonic between a partner or a best friend or something like that. But it's that intimacy of where all of the noise and the sound has faded away. And it's just you in that moment. And it's very, very powerful. Um, and I yeah. love it. I, I honestly, I, this is one of those, I can, I used to play this song on guitar all the time. I, I love it. I love Charlie Brown so much. <laughs> I know I'm making this, I'm making this sound like a, you know, like I love that bridge, the, all the boys, all the girls section. Yeah. I love, yeah. I remember. And then whenever they play this live, you get that little intro before the full thing starts, like the kind of background noise. And you're just like, I know what's about to happen. I know what's just <laughs> Uh, yeah there's a ton of cool effects in this one too yes well and, and, the, and, and, and to that point yeah. um one of the criticisms of this album from critics and i'm sure from some coldplay fans as well is that it's a bit overproduced because when you look at uh viva versus this there's so much production on this album with the, yeah, the vocals producer, like so. the vocoder i know brian brian fucking brian. sourpuss old ass you know decided to do a little bit different this time <laughs> Um, that's such a, <laughs> a little more aggressive than old sourpuss <laughs> brian old fucking old ass sourpuss <laughs> sorry the more the more i talk about him the angrier I, no um yeah no you're right though and for for the same producer or at least one of the same producers it is very yeah. totally different um but i i i think it i i like i said i i am always going to wonder what that acoustic based album could have sound like sounded like but i am so happy that we got mx because i think it is fantastic through and through yeah. um yeah i love charlie brown though i think it is just one of the it's just such a i like i know it's a it, i really believe it's a perfect coldplay song that like i could show if someone said tell me about coldplay i could show them this and even if they don't like it which i think would be outrageous they could <laughs> get a feel for what coldplay does and who they are both yeah. past and present and future coldplay all of that kind of combined so that's pretty fair i don't think i have quite the affinity that you do for it but i sure. it's hard to argue with that point that's fair i think that's it's fair. great um let's see according to song facts will said that at one point there was a lyric that alluded to charlie brown the penis character but it's just a name really and then i love this chris said to enemy i know our lyrics are a bit shit but the ones for charlie brown i like them a lot <laughs> So I love, again, I disagree with Chris. Apparently some current fans do agree. Um, but I love, again, how self-aware and like he knows what the criticisms of his yeah. band are. But, um, well, yeah, before we go into the yeah, next no, no, one, because no, it'll be themes overarching. You said it could be taken romantically. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of that, like Will said that the album is a story of the characters falling in love and trying to escape together. 
Yeah. It's a general theme of love conquering all. Yes. That's, that's really cool. I, I like that a lot. And I idealistically agree with that a lot. Yeah. And I think love, again, this is, this sounds like one of those like 2am drinking all night sort of conversations, but I think love yeah. encapsulates so much. And oh, I we're think getting we, there. Another five hours. <laughs> five hours and a lot more drinks. Uh, I think love encapsulates so much. And I think when we think about love, we think so much about um, romantic love, which is yeah. valid. That's the most, one of the most important kinds, but you know, you and I always talk about um, it's fallen off maybe the past year or two, but like Esther day, which is this yeah. vlog brothers day um, where uh, John Hank green, these they're vloggers, they're both authors and stuff where um, one of the themes of that day, uh, Esther was a, a fan, a nerd fighter in the community who passed away from cancer. And one of the themes of that day is like telling people that you love them who are telling people. It's about non-romantic love. Non-romantic love. Yes. And, and, you know, you and I used to have a tradition that's, it's, you know, yeah. life hey, where we would you, text each other. Hey, love you. And like, and I don't know, I, for me, Aww. yeah, right? <laughs> but that's the point. Like it feels, it always feels yeah. a little weird, but like, I also really believe that it shouldn't because like, I yeah. do like, I fucking love you. You've been my best friend for 20 years. Like that shouldn't Absolutely. feel weird to say, um, but you I do fucking but it, love me. And yeah, we have been best friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, you fucking love me. That's right. You do. Um, but you know, I think it's like, I, I, I have been thinking a lot uh, over the past few months or year about platonic love and how important and powerful that that is. Yeah. And so I think I've been trying to, I think it's just to... a thing of society, right? Like they really sure. push the importance sure. of romantic in all of find yourself like a partner, every single movie, every yes, exactly. And so exactly. it's taken a backseat to that commercially. Well, and even it is incredibly important. And even in movies where they, fo- I mean, I always think like one of my favorite movies is when Harry met Sally, like it's about like how platonic love can't not turn in between a man and a woman. Yeah can't not turn into romance right and yeah. it's like i get like it's a it's a i love the movie but like i feel like i i, I feel like that storyline <laughs> well <laughs> but that's the point, like, you know platonic love yeah. always becomes romantic love which is beautiful but like it can perceive it can exist without that um through yeah. by through same sex or opposite sex or whatever but yeah um but anyway so like I, I think when i listen to this song i think about um, what what I feel is just like freedom, like, like letting go sure. and, and, and being in love, but not just romantically, but with society and the world and just life. And, and, and I think that theme of love perseveres or love conquers all um, is what is basically what Coldplay becomes. Like, I think that is their life motto <laughs> as a band. Well, yeah, and you I said that a bunch of times. Them. Yeah. And... Oh Yeah. And you I know had what? never thought I'm about gonna it say it again. before the pod. I'm going to say it again. <laughs> right now. Okay. Coldplay likes love. I'll say it. Go on. That's it? Okay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, you've said that like in the in the first episode. And that's yeah. not something that I traditionally associated with Coldplay. Sure. But the more I've dove into lyrics, the more I've been like, okay, I see it. Well, and I really do feel like this is the time. This album is where it really starts. I feel like that theme okay. has maybe been slightly apparent throughout their music before. Yeah. Um, some days, some albums more so than others. Um, but I feel like here on out, it becomes a focused trajectory. Ghost stories being a slight detour. <laughs> um, but even within ghost yeah. stories, you've got, we'll talk about this. You've yeah, got songs like, like um, Sky Full of Stars which in a, you know, like you have these highlight, these high moments in dark albums. 
yeah. then you hit head full of dreams in everyday life and like the theme is love you know like the theme is we love each other just love like one paris another. or paradise life just goes like, on and gets so just heavy like paris just like paris <laughs> life goes yeah. on and gets so heavy we and then the rest of the song is uplifting wow. like this right. could be paradise this could be para para paradise and they, there's there's para, nothing para, depressing paradise. on any other cold play para, 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 para paris france I, I <laughs> um but uh uh yeah anyway so i i love this song i think it um thematically again just like hurts like heaven captures the album lyrically like it's you know it's specific but broad right like you you know the messages yeah. Yeah. is luminous and wired but then you've got the lyrics about took a car downtown took what they offer me set me free the lights go down you, you know you have like specific lyrics that are very broadly applicable yeah um glowing in the dark so um and, and again this is maybe putting too much into it i feel like that line glowing in the luminous and wired will be glowing in the dark that could be the theme of the whole album like that is that could encapsulate the whole album so I do um, like that line. Love this long song. Love this long song. <laughs> um, so let's keep going. Uh, Us against the world. All right. It all has to begin again. So whatever you do, don't let go. And if we could float away, fly up to Us against the world. Here's the thing. Yeah. For whatever reason. I feel like I could tell you that I love individual songs on this album more than individual songs on Viva. I still think Viva La Vida is the best album. I still think it's my favorite album, but like, I think I love some of the songs on this album more because us against the world is again, one of my favorite Coldplay songs of all time. It is beautiful. It is, it is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with that sentiment. I, I see, I understand a lot of the why Viva is great. And I love Viva. Yeah. But if I'm thinking of individual songs to go back to, it's probably more often going to come here. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I, yeah. And, and or I X think and I, I don't know why I don't get it, man. Well, X and Y is fine. I just don't like, I love, and, and again, I, I get the criticism. I understand the higher power lyrical criticisms. I don't agree yeah. with them. I think it's a great song, but the lyrics of this song is so like this to me is one of, this is like an Steve album. Page level to me. Yes, it totally is. I, I completely agree. It's Steven Page detailed. Being yes. It's got a bit of a story to it. And it's hard to tell to me if it's a post breakup song or yes. a post fight where it's uplifting towards the future. Yes. Literally us against the world. Yes. Because yes. there's all these really beautiful, really sweet lyrics. Like in my hole, yep. she, or in my heart, she left a hole. So whatever, or then like continued. So whatever you do, don't let go. Love yes. that one. Yes. No, I think that the most powerful. So one of the things I love about the song, because they used to do this live visually, is that one by one members come into this song. So it starts with okay. just Chris on acoustic yeah. and the guitar. And then the second part, the second verse, Will mm. comes in on the back of vocals. Mm. Yeah. And then at the end, uh, I think I think John Johnny then comes in next on the guitar with a boo doo 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 doo. And then a uh, guy comes in on the piano on the, and so it's like cool that that literally builds one by one like that. And then by the yeah. end, it's the four of them. But I do think the second verse of this song, and I'm going to be emotional and just kind of go through it line by line is one of the best lyrical uh, stanzas that Chris has ever done. Yeah. Like a river to a raindrop. I lost a friend that in and of itself, <laughs> that in and of itself is amazing. Yeah. My, my drunken hazard, Daniel, in a lion's den, the biblical story of Daniel in the lion's den. Yeah. Um, 
you know, continuing classically to drunk, classically drunk. <laughs> and tonight I know it all has to begin again. So whatever you do, don't let go. And I think even before you get into the buildup after that, I think that's the, that those two lines tonight, yeah. I know it all has to begin again. So whatever you do, don't let go. I know that tonight at nine 40 in my life, that that means something really powerful. I know that 24 hours ago, it meant something just as powerful, but different. I know that a year ago, it meant something just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, the meaning changes, but it means so much. And then to go into that soaring and if we yeah. float away, fly up to the surface and just start again, lift off before trouble just erodes us to, in the rain, erodes us in the rain, erodes Which us circles back to the, like the a rain. river to a raindrop. Yes. Yes. And the roses in the rain, you can see, you know, a bright red rose come um, breaking through the concrete. It's sure. just, I think that second verse, I honestly think is one of Chris's best lyrical moments of all time. And um, I love it. I love it so much. I think it's beautiful. I love this song. I love how it opens with the kind of um, atmospheric sounds and, and Johnny's guitar part kind of in the background, mm-hmm. almost like a poppy fields kind of way. And then it comes back to the forefront at this part of the song. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it later too, but this is a, it also provides a really good tonal shift. Yes, absolutely. In the whole thematic album as a story, it has that ebbs and flows. And this is the first one where it's just a perfect change of pace. Yes, absolutely. You're totally right. Hurts Like Heaven, uh, Paradise, Charlie Brown, all big songs, yeah. really power. And this really kind of strips it down. This was one that was uh, for the acoustic album originally yeah. came in, obviously. Um, no, I love. And then those last couple lines through chaos as it swirls, it's us against the world. And and again, I think, again, that can be romantic love. That can be um, platonic love. But I, I think it is um, beautiful. I, I love yeah. I really, really love this song. Um, yeah, but that's so, what I'm talking about, because the first verse is like more down in my heart. She left a hole goes into it. So it seems like, all right, this, that, that implies to me, like, Oh, likely broke up. But then second verse that you just went into. Yeah. To me seems like, Oh, we're going to fight through this. We're going to, uh-huh. it's been a hard time. And then the yeah. final one seems positive. Yeah, I agree. No. Well, and I think that's one of the things that I love about so many of these songs that it, it, it plays with that dichotomy of, of, mm-hmm. um, things being bad and things being good or things being hard and things being good. Yes. And, you know, I try to, with the next album specifically, <laughs> it's very <laughs> easy to think about where Chris is in his personal life mm-hmm. with this album. It's a little bit harder, but you have to think about, you know, Chris is the band. They're in their early thirties, which kids, wives, partners, divorces, all and these things are happening. A lot of money and a whole, <laughs> a whole lot of moolah whole lot of De Niro and they um, whole lot of De Niro and they are very much um, it's hard to think about that because like I think very rarely does a Coldplay album seem so personal as ghost stories um, yeah. but to think about and you know we'll talk about this in a few well, tracks I mean X and Y that's true that's that's actually a fair point that's a good point I, I'm thinking Viva and this and Head Full of but Dreams still, that's, yeah. that, that's a very good point that X and Y again does yeah. have that very direct um, sort of feeling to it um, but I think I try to keep in context what he could have been thinking or the band could have been thinking or going through during this time. And it yeah. could be hardship. It could be, um, you know, one of my favorite bands is the national and you hear, uh, his, you know, Matt Berninger of the national, his lyrics are 
far different than Chris's. So they're a bit more direct, you know, mm-hmm. um, but you hear about, you hear starting relationships, getting married, having kids, having older kids, having fights with your spouse, you know, like you hear all of these themes. Um, and with Coldplay, it's a little bit more vague than that. But I think in these moments you hear the hardships and then the beauty out of those hardships yeah. or, or the escape from those hardships, whatever that looks like. And, and um, I think that's very powerful, you know, so I agree. I love it. I love it. So you want to move on then? Let's do some MMIX and some A-T-I-A-W. commonly known. E-T-I-A-W. I can't. E-T-I-A-W. E-T-I-A-W. Alright, here we go. favorite Coldplay music video yeah straight up is this one I love this music video so much it's a little bit stop motion it's got the graffiti it's got this like abandoned building that they're in ah I and this was the introduction to this era this was the first song from uh MX um again perfect Coldplay song to me this is absolutely amazing yeah yeah I love this, it. This is in that territory of I love it so much. It's hard to really say much. Yeah, you've come back full. Yeah, I totally, I yeah. completely agree. Um, I turn the music up. I'm on a roll this time, and heaven is in sight. Yes, that line yes. fits the mood of this song so yep. well. It's just yep. like I'm on a fucking roll, and let's yep. go. <laughs> I love, just... I love the um, don't want to see another generation drop. I'd rather be a comma <sighs> than a full stop. Yep. Um, my heart starts beating, and my pulses start cathedrals in my heart, like. And then later on, every siren is a symphony. And what's really funny is that like one thing I've never fully understood, ironically, is what every teardrop is a waterfall specifically means. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. weirdly enough, I love the meaning of the song. I love what it can't means. Can't cry to me. without Can't cry without bawling. Every emotion that feels small is big. Yeah. You know, like something like that, maybe. I like that one better. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Shut, I should one tier. I should a thousand. Um, uh, uh, oh, another, you, you know, the, <laughs> the genius lyrics. A simpler but similar interpretation is simply that the music amplifies each emotion the singer is feeling, where every teardrop feels as as significant as a waterfall for the brief amount of time they're listening to music. And I, wow. for once, I love that. I, yeah. I have no arguments with that at all that that's what I look to for music and or look to music yeah. for right is this feeling of like this is the feeling that I'm feeling right now I need this amplified I need this validated where yeah. can I go to find that and I find that and you sit in it you know a couple different and artists who for you who depends on the mood sure okay god uh, like recently fleet foxes is did, did sure Got yeah. me through the election. <laughs> <laughs> you were so sad when Trump lost. I remember that. I, yeah, and you're I like, I got to listen to it. I, yeah. I also don't there's, feel comfortable with that being on the record. Like, <laughs> there's a part of me that like really wants to continue and like never acknowledge it. But then like, and I don't for want the bit, to I want to too. But also for the record, I'd like to change some things. <laughs> 
Yes, no, Nick was not a fan of <laughs> fan of, of, of President <laughs> Donald Trump. I let's I I, uh, I, will, I will clarify that for you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so great though if that was just a through line for the rest of the yeah. of the podcast. It's <laughs> like you're a Trumper. <laughs> like it doesn't come up too often, but every once in a while. <laughs> You're like, well, I was, and then the other night I was reading a QAnon thing where blah blah blah. He's just like, <laughs> like that's the only reference to it. Uh, yeah, uh, no, yeah, so but Shore. The, the Shore has a very like, mm-hmm. it was very calming to me because it mm-hmm. has an uplifting take on it, and it's all sure. about like the seasons and like this season and life will pass. Sure, all of these things, and it was it very will be calming. Fun. Yeah, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff. Um, BNL always brings me up a little always bit. BNL. Yep. Um, yeah. from feeling antsy, usually turn on some some more upbeat like churches that'll really get me going. Oh sure, yeah, yep. Um, yep. I love it. Yeah, that's those are good ben, options. Ben though. Folds is a good one. Oh too. yeah, Ben Folds to me and Ben Folds Five is sort of like in a weird way like vindictive. Like I think about that with like you know you don't know me, um being yeah. like a like a fu song. I also think of like uh, Angry Dwarf, Solemn Faces, like that being like a look I've made it sort of a song. Yeah. Like I think there's a lot of like Ben Folds has very raw, you know, a song that is the prime example for songs that I heard and was like, this, this is me right now. Which one is that? Would that be? Landed. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I fucking love after Landed. I moved, after beautiful. I moved back from Germany and broke uh-huh. up with an ex, it was uh-huh. like. I mean the whole thing. I mean it is you that literally story. flew back, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I was on the plane listening. I was like, "This is literally my life right now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love landed, man. That is, that is like, I mean, that to me is like the Charlie. I don't mean to be stupid. That's like the Charlie Brown of Ben Folds ben to me. Folds, that if someone yeah. said like, "Play me a Ben Fold song," it'd be that or the luckiest. But I think mm-hmm. like, I think um, landed encapsulates captures like the more upbeat stuff better. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, for me. You? since you asked oh wow you asked thank you um obviously the mountain goats i think that is that is the band that means more to me that there it is uh than anything else in the world and even as recently as their new album from two weeks ago yeah it just is like there's a song for everything and yeah and they he will sit with you in the darkness and he will um he will john and the band will yell at your enemies with you and will validate your triumphs um, and it's everything. So Mountain Goats for sure. Um, the National, like I just mentioned, I love the National. They're one of my favorite bands. Um, just again, lyrically, how I think one of the things that the National covers that uh, captures amazingly <laughs> is like anxiety. <laughs> and I feel like you can feel sure. um, very solemn emotions through a lot of their songs. Yeah. Um, and I think you need that sometimes. So I love the national. I do agree with you with the upbeat stuff though. I have a lot of, you know, I obviously Coldplay, I think would be one yeah. of the ones that I go to when I need to feel upbeat. Um, bare naked ladies, of course. Um, like we've mentioned, uh, I have been going back a lot to the wombats recently. They're not even like a top ten, five or 10 band for me, but like the wombats is, are so fucking good. They've got some killer you, stuff. I They do. They are to me. They are a, pretty heavily for a couple months and then fell okay off. i i to me like i said i i, I re, re i recently redid my top 10 favorite bands list like within the past okay. month and they're not in the top 10 but um but i love the wombats I, they're one of the bands i will get every album that they release and to me the wombats are consistent they are always like every album is a seven or an eight yeah. they've never been a nine or a ten they've never been below a seven like every album is fucking great 
Yeah. Um, so that's why I love them so much that they're just consistent, you know? Um, oh yeah. But, uh, uh, and then bleachers, of course, I think for uplifting oh, Coldplay yeah. and bleachers are the two yeah. that, I'll, that I'll go to that. Uh, yeah. That's, that's one that I missed too. So all sure. right, just to play, so can we, as an aside quick before we go yeah. on the next one? Yeah. I, mean, I want, I want to try and guess. That's what I've got it right here. I've got my top 20 okay. bands. I will top tell 20. you that I, I got top 20. You can guess who, who is where. You you guess a band, I'll tell you where they are on that list. Okay. Mountain Goats, one number or two. One. They're okay. number one. Yep. Oberst, two. Four. Three? Connor four? and Bright Eyes okay. have moved down. They were number one. They've moved down to four. Coldplay. Three. They came in at number three. BNL. They came in six? surprisingly at number six. Yeah, six. <laughs> they came in at six. Uh the national. Two. Two. Okay. So there's the top four. Yep, you're missing, you're missing, missing you're missing, you're missing number five. Yes. REM. There it is. REM number five. So top five and from five to ten, five to one would be REM. Um, anything Connor or Bright Eyes related, Connor over Bright Eyes okay. related. Okay. Um, Coldplay, The National, and The Mountain Goats. Yeah, see, after five. that, I'm going to struggle a little bit more. Lately, we've been talking a lot, so I'm probably going to go Bleachers. Yep, they came in at eight. Okay. Seven. Oh, we talked about a ton. Killers? Uh, Killers came in, I think, at number 11. So, one, two, three, okay. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, Killers, surprisingly, for the first time in, in my life that no one cares about, <laughs> dropped out of the top <laughs> 10. And not because they have dropped. I, I still think Employing the Mirage is their best album since Samstown. Yeah. I think other bands have just moved up above yeah. them, is all. So, but yeah, I love the Killers. Um, I don't think you two would be there. No, I just had one on no. my head that my tip my tongue that I lost. That's a Coldplay song. Yeah, there's seven of them. Um, <laughs> Fratellis, are they, they in came there? At number twenty. They came 20, in. They were okay. the last on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, when you feel tired of guessing, I can just go through the list. But. Um, I, you know, yeah, it's keep... pro- we're probably in that territory. I feel like sure. I could go on for a while, but I'm losing steam pretty quickly. As you <laughs> okay. So we'll go from 20. So this is the segment that you can skip the next 60 seconds if you want. We're going from 20 to number one. Okay. Fratelli's came in at number 20. Um, Jack White and White Stripes came in at 19. Okay. Uh, 18. And again, these last five or six, especially when we get to like the um, 12, 13, 14, 15, those four. Yeah, I mean, you could interchange any of those. So, yeah, uh, Jack White and White Strips is nineteen. Arcade Fire was eighteen. Um, Bony Bear going to be in there. Shins did not make it. Surprisingly, okay. they were on the short okay. list. Um, Arcade Fire was uh, eighteen. Bony Bear was seventeen. Um, Vampire Weekend sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, fifteen, fourteen, thirteen, and twelve all interchangeable. So, uh, twenty nineteen. I, I keep getting it. twenty nineteen, eighteen, seventeen, sixteen was Vampire Weekend. Fifteen, Frank Turner. Oh, 14, damn. Yep. Yep. 14, Jason Isbell. Um, 13, Ben Folds. 12, Weezer. Oh, yep. 11, The Killers. And then we go top 10. You've got Wilco coming in at, or sorry, Oasis coming in at 10. Wilco, um, nine. W- Wilco coming in at 9, Bleachers 8. And then the one that you were missing at number 7 was Dawes. Ah. And then, and then yeah. uh, BNL, REM 
uh, Connor okay. Coldplay National Mountains. Yeah. yeah. See, I was at the point I was like, I can start lifting off bands that I know you like. Yeah. It's me yeah. going through my catalog thinking, oh, yeah, we talked about them. But I like, know he loves them. And I was like, I'm not going to guess where they are. <laughs> but like, you know, Arctic Monkeys didn't make that list. You know, like, yep. uh, uh, fucking who are they? Guster. Uh, Big Thief. Guster. Big yeah. Thief. Like all the, the shins, like you said, all of these big bands that I love, you know, Elbow. I fucking love Elbow. Flaming Lips. Um, bands that I love to make. So it's like it was really hard to narrow down to top 20 because all of those bands are our bands i will buy everything they do yeah but like again kind of like when put like my morning jacket and jim james um but when put to the m ward m ward yep he's one yeah uh, yeah m ward's a big one of them so it's just kind of like you know when you kind of get put down to it the wombat's another one um you kind of maybe i'll do this for the next episode and you can guess mine I will have a, I, I'm down for it, but I'm going to have a hard time and I'm looking forward to that. Well, I mean, um, you'll get my top like four to five, like I did yours. That's fair. That's actually a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should move on yeah. <laughs> to yeah. the next song. What's next? Major minus? Major minus. All right. love it 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 is in the same vein to me as violet hill like that dark acoustic guitar driven banger of a song uh and i love it i love the guitar solo at the end that that johnny when he just kind of goes off on it i love it love the lyrics about kind of feeling really paranoid um again i it's a knockout song man yeah i i feel like this is so much i don't like it as much as my memory of liking it sure it's very solid and i don't Um, it's just not a standout as much of a standout as I remember it being coming sure, back to that's it. fair, but I like a lot. Of, like you said, I like a lot of the lyrics. I like that. It feels a little darker. I really love the yes. delivery of no, don't believe a word. It's just it's us, just against, us the world. against the world. Yeah. In live. He's like, no, 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 don't believe a word. Like, yeah, he just kind of goes just off. Like, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, the crocodile, the crocodiles ticking. I've always yeah. liked that line. Um, kind of almost Peter Panny. Yeah, so I that's what I was gonna is. say. That's, I, I, I was always wondering, and then I was looking at the lyrics. And I was like, "Oh, Peter Pan." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I love that bridge where it just feels so like you could hear them climbing the stairs. I got my right side fighting while my left hides under the chairs. I love that. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. No, I love I love major minus. I love it instrumentally. I love Johnny's electric. I love. It feels like this is not completely true or fair, but it feels like one of then I shouldn't even say that it is one of those times that will goes ham on the drums. And I love where he's just rocking out towards the, you know, the whole yeah. band is at the end of the song, but um, yeah, the drumming in the song, I really love. I love the drumsticks on the, the, the rim of the, of the snare, you know, like yeah. the t- almost. And then when everything kind of lets loose at the end, I love that. So love it. Beautiful. Love, love the song. I'm dark. Like you said, it is probably the dark. Well, no, not the darkest. One of the darker tracks on this album. Yeah. Um, no, not the darkest, but, but it is but. still has that. Maybe not. It has a, it has a dark feel. Yes. Um, but, and it has the, it's us against the, don't believe a word. It's just us against the yeah. world. And we just got to turn up to be heard like that line. I love that line too. Yeah. That like, you know, I, we've talked a lot that's, about, I think we talked about this, great. Now, this um, idea of like silence is complicity. Right, like yeah. if you're silent, you are part of the problem. Oh, it was Steve that Page line to me. Oh, Steve, yeah, with white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
um, that line of it's, we just got to turn up to be heard. Like yeah. that is. And in the thing. context of, like you said, in the comics in this world that they built major minus is like the main bad guy. And yes. so this song yes. darker and just us against the world, we just have to turn up to be heard. Like we can make a difference. We can beat this, whatever guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. Like you kind of like, I mean, repeating what you just said in different words, they take the song title that about the bad guy and make it about that resistance to the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. I love it. Um, so anyway, um, keep going then. Yeah. Let's move on to UFO. Know which way I am going Which way river gonna flow It just seems Really, really good. Again, man. Again. Yep. Knock it out. Yeah. I, again, this like this, this is such a distinctly electronic feel album to me. Mm-hmm. But this one and Us Against the World have the much more acoustic feel. And there's another one that yeah. I kind of associate with that, which is less, much less so, but I still kind of put it in that group a little bit. But okay. they just, they provide such a contrast and a change of pace to the album and they yep. fit with it still so well. It's, it's just perfectly placed. I, I agree. Yeah, that's a good point. It's very well placed in the album. Yeah. Um. Uh, and, you know, according to Song Facts, uh, Chris said to Music Week, that's a kind of prayer times kind of song. There's a lot of feeling lost on the album, but also being found as well. And there's and that's very much a bit of both. And um, I, I, you know, he used the word prayer there. And of course, the lyrics say t- start with Lord. I don't know which way it does very much feel like that. And I don't necessarily mean in a Christian sense at all, but just the sense of like in the midst of what came before and after this song, not just literally the tracks, but the, yeah. the depth of the sec- sections, you know, from beginning yep. to this, um, it very much feels like how you can feel in the middle of hardship of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know just that yeah. being the emotion of the song, but it, um, it has that, and it also has such a perseverance to it too. Yes, yes, exactly. It seems that upstream, I keep rowing, still, still such got a such a long way to go. And then repeat, still got such right. a long way to go. Yeah. But it has that like, I just keep rowing, but I'll I'll make it there feel. Yeah. And I, 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 not to, you know, dive too much into therapy time with JD. I think this is one of those songs that for me, this listening to it this week, song I've known for almost mm-hmm. 10 years now, hit so much differently than it ever had before this has always been a song that i never like skip over i never skip over it but like don't go back to individually very often yeah and then when i listened to it this week i was just i i anyway i had a session re- recently with with therapy where we were talking about like you know hard stuff yeah. but what was it really interesting was that at the end of it you know we talked about very hard and heavy things moving forward and he was like how do you feel about this and i was like weirdly I feel excited because I feel like no matter what happens, I know that it's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay is a very vague and broad term. Yeah. And, and you, you know, there's a little bit of that and even up with the birds towards the end, but I feel like this here where he kind of, you know, he's saying like in a weird way, it's still such a long way to go. Um, None of it's going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but the end result, whatever that ends up being will be, okay yeah so i find so i think it was one of those things where like 
never had ignored it, but had never really paid much attention to it. But like now listening to it, it just it kind hits of hits that experience right. for you. And you're like, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. And, and I yeah. think this is, you know, it's not as easy as this, but I think that is the mentality you have to bring to those situations, right? That this, yeah. this, um, it is going to be hard and that doesn't take anything away from what it's like when you're going through it, but hopefully it will always end up okay. And what okay yeah. means is not always mean like the way that you think it's going to be, but hopefully you as a human will be okay. Right. You will be intact. Cause otherwise, and yeah, not as a, the blanket statement. Right. But otherwise right. if you go into it down, it's kind of defeatist. You're dooming it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think it's a really beautiful, powerful song, but I also think kind of like you started with saying, when you think about it in the context of the album, like this sort of, and like Chris said with a prayer, right? This sort of grounding piece partway through to me, it has even more meaning because it is, it feels like that pause you have. It feels like the eye of the hurricane. Yeah. You know, and what's yeah. really interesting that I love about it is that, you know, Princess of China coming up next is kind of a negative song. I believe, like by the way, it's of... I have the Tiger by the Hurricanes. Sorry, I have the Tiger by the Hurricanes. Yes, yeah, sorry. No, when you... Not, none of that's true. <laughs> I know. Um, but when you, when you think of the next song on the album is Princess of China, which is kind of a negative song, right? Like it's... It mm. was a good bit. You don't need to feel bad about it. I thought it was funny. No, see... <laughs> I'll explain later. Okay. <laughs> it was um, a bad bit because I was thinking I was mixing Rocky Like a Hurricane by <laughs> then by <laughs> You gotta finish the book, it seems like. You gotta finish the yeah. book. Yeah. No, so um, I... <laughs> no, I I the next song on I think <laughs> I think you would feel like you would assume that a song like this that is like persevere, get through it, you're gonna be okay, would be followed by an uplifting song but it's not it's followed by a downer and i think that makes it even more powerful to me is that like in the calm of the hurricane in the eye of the hurricane you feel like it's gonna get better but if we're actually continuing with the hurricane analogy that i just came up with it doesn't get better because on the other side of the eye is more hurricane exactly and so i think you expect a song that's like don't worry it's gonna be okay to be followed up with a song that's like told you it's okay um but it's not no, and I, I, I love that because I, I've, I want to talk about at the end of the album the context of some of the overall quotes. Sure, sure. But I because I agree, this it goes down, 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 and then ends, seems like an up note. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I agree. It's down, and I, I love that. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I hear you, man. I, I think it's a beautiful song. One that I never respected as much as I should, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's beautiful. So let's keep going. Yeah. So next is uh, Princess of China featuring Rihanna. A slightly controversial Coldplay song. Synth okay. heavy. Got a Rihanna. Um, well, I mean, Please. it's synth heavy and it's got a Rihanna um, collab yeah. and um, is uh, you could sort of say simplistic lyrically. So I think it is one of those like, OK, is this just a commercial collab to have Rihanna on the album sort of a thing? So okay. interesting. Um, yeah. It is. It is mostly Rihanna. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it feels yeah, I think it, like vocally because yeah. yeah, Chris has true. the first verse and then yep. it's mostly I don't think he has another solo verse. Then it's just, 
her or for the, them her together. or both of them. Yeah, and I kind of like that. I like the uh, both. I do of too. Those. Um, oh yeah. Uh, but no, I think and so I do. I enjoy this song. I like it. Is it my favorite? No, not particularly. But I don't think it is. I love in the beginning. I, I first of all, I love all the synth sounds. I guess is what I should say. Even the beginning, the like the very opening. I think that's really cool. But when the that synth sound in particular is really cool. And for whatever reason, it just reminds me of a dragon, like kind of like one of the oh, absolutely right. Is that I've always had that picture in my head. That's so weird. Why though? Why have we both pictured a dragon? I don't know. Hear that. I didn't uh, know if I saw a video somewhere, but I've always maybe, had yeah, that maybe we have. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love it. Um, I really so like I how she that. says "burned" as "burned." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I like I like what Chris said a while ago about collaborations and about being open to work with anyone. It just depended on the style of the song, and that feels so true with this one. It feels like the chorus and the style just fit perfectly with Rihanna. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I, that's a good point. I think the style fits well. I think Rihanna's voice works. So I think their voices together fit really well. Yeah. Um, but I do think she fits the style of the song really well too. Yeah. Um, and I do, I, I think it's a great song. You know, I think one of the problems that when they played it live for the, besides the few times where she showed up live to play it with them. Yeah. So what do they do there? Uh, they would play a video of it basically. So when I, you know, I saw him in Detroit, uh, Rihanna did okay. not fly out to Detroit for the show. Um, but they Bummer. kind of had her on screen for those parts. You know, <laughs> the Chris... one she toured with Coldplay for the one song, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, she, yeah, they'd have her on screen, kind of doing the parts, and then her vocals, of course, were there for the for the stuff. So okay, um, interesting. And I do love the um, visuals of the could have been a princess, you'd be a king, had a castle worn a ring, but no, you let me go. I, I do like that because it's kind of childhoodish, but I think like that's what our ideals go toward, right? Like when we're yeah. young and idealistic, we think of these high, high, high risk, not high risk, um, very big fantastical imageries. And I, and I, I think, well, yeah, on, on that, that same frame, like young and idealistic with romantic love, you have that line of you are holding in your hands, the two halves of my heart. It's like that you have complete control of like yes <laughs> like you hold yes. all the power to destroy me right now basically yeah <laughs> at that vulnerability, or make everything it okay that. For, and, it's the vulnerability it takes to be in that position mm-hmm. and then to also communicate that is yeah. massive yeah but yeah but that all that being said i you said paradise is the big success and that makes sense to me i mm-hmm. feel like this one in almost in my memory blew up to the same level and it feels a yeah. little overplayed because of that. Yeah, it's. A, I can see it being overplayed. I I can agree with that. It it, it is, it is commercial. I think, but I, but again, I think yeah. I don't think that it's a bad thing. Um, I don't either, and I still think it's a great song. Yeah, I love the little like guitar-y synthy thing that that Johnny does before that last chorus. That do 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 and then it kind of goes or do like. Before oh, yeah. that, you really yep. hurt me. Kind of like it, when it goes quiet again for a second. There's just like a little, almost like technical sound that happens, and I, um, I, I don't know. I just like that a lot. It's hard to, I can't vocally do it, obviously. <laughs> um, and I love that outro that you really hurt me. You really hurt me over. Yeah. I know, again, it's simple, but like when you watch the music video, they do it live when they are together. Like Chris and Rihanna are like literally head to head 
like leaning okay. against each other. And I love that. Like they're, they are leaning into each other saying you really hurt me. You know, again, it's just yeah. like, it's that it is the, the, the ups really and good. the downs, right? The swings yeah. and the roundabouts. So yeah, it I does seem that, overall more like a down ending. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, it, it is a, it is a, I don't mean this as loaded as it sounds. It is a downer of a song. Um, <laughs> but I think in the context of the album, it is, it is a, it is the, the low point before the high point. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I do like the song. Um, so a couple of things from Chris. Um, he said, I found that with Viva La Vida, I enjoyed writing from someone else's perspective to actually get out what I was feeling. That song is from a girl's, that song meaning this one's from a girl's perspective. I wonder what that says about me. Um, then he goes, he also explained to the sun, which, okay. first of all, like, I think we both agree from a soccer perspective. Fuck the sun. Um, the uh, album is just as a life perspective. Okay. <laughs> um, the album is designed as a whole piece. Shit. It has boy and girl lead characters on top of our list for the girl part was Rihanna, but it took a while to pluck up the courage to ask her. Uh, we did a show in Vegas and I met her and said, do you think there's a chance? I was very Hugh Grant like and spluttering about it. She has such an amazing <laughs> voice and it's so different to mine. When the vocal happened, I thought, wow, you sound different. But I think that that's also because she was singing a different song to what we are used to hearing from her. And it's written by a bloke from Devon, England. <laughs> the song came out. It sort of asked, um, it sort of asked for her to be on it. And I think at this point we have nothing to lose. And so we've been trying some new things and trying to break down the perceived boundaries between different types of music. Oh. Because from where we're sitting, it seems like you can try <laughs> and sound any way you like nowadays. You don't have to be in a rock box or a hip hop box or a pop box. And I think it's fun when you embrace that idea. Um, so anyway, that seems very I like in line it. with them. You know, yeah, I think no, I think that's very cool. Like, <laughs> in general, that whole message, yeah, a different style of music, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, uh, so I like it I, again. Not my favorite on the album, um, but I think it's very powerful, and I think it serves yeah. a really cool purpose. And uh, I'm, I'm a fan. So, so you want to move on then? to Let's Up in it. Flames? Yeah. Before we talk about how much we like the song or uh -huh. don't like it, interestingly, this was the last. I know you may have already read this. This was the last song written for the album, and like literally was like trying to sneak in at the last second. Like they had started promoting the album when they wrote this song okay. and like recorded it quick and got so like it was like the most last minute that a song could be. Um, but uh, but I again, I absolutely adore this song, I think it is. I fantastic that's great the guitar licks when those come in are so good really stands yeah. out this is the this is another one that i feel like i i lump it in with the more acoustic side and yes absolutely sure, yeah well it's, it's stripped down it's not necessarily it's stripped acoustic, down it's yeah very exactly stripped down. yeah i totally agree hardly any lyrics but again I, it's a great change of pace and yeah i really like it well and kind of along the lines of um uh what were we just talking about princess of china mm -hmm. it is a downer of a song oh, like it yeah. does I mean, it does end with like can we put some water on but like it is it is literally or can we pour some water on sorry it is it's over yeah he's flown uh this we're talking about birds by the way i said this an album or two ago he's on his fucking bird thing forever now um yeah well a couple songs from now too yeah <laughs> um salt water tasted it too long i only know that i'm wrong now i know it's like again lyrically it's very simple but it is yeah. it is it is defeated 
is a, a word for it. Um, and I don't think you get that much with Coldplay. So I think when you do, it's very rare and powerful, yeah. unique, interesting, however you want to describe it. But um, uh, I like it. I love it. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, I like that it's simple. I like the kind of drum machine. You know, I, I've talked before, a drum pad, maybe not drum machine, like the just the drum pad that Will plays during it. But yeah. again, I just, I, I, it's great. Great. Haven't given much respect to Guy this album. We haven't talked much about his parts, but no. um, besides on Paradise, but it's beautiful. Again, it's it's one of those albums where everything clicks together so well that you you sort of think of it as a blended thing. And I think the problem with bass up until um, Head Full of Dreams, or yeah, and actually that's even true, even Ghost Story, is that he is a cog in the machine that works so well. And Johnny yep. I mean, or sometimes Will I mean, just gets to shine a little say bit. that in general about the bass. That's, yeah, exactly. That's kind of what <laughs> that instrument does. Um, but uh, but he it's it's killer. And this song in particular, yeah. I love it's deep. The it's sparse, but it's powerful. So agreed. Mm-hmm. Let's keep going then. Yes, yeah, so the next one is another one with an interlude, a hopeful transmission leading into Don't Let It Break Your Heart. really good yeah i i agree i love it i i feel like it is maybe often maligned with the album. like you don't think about this song a lot or hear this much yeah. they played it live when i saw them it was part okay. of the tour but it's like forgotten about a lot yeah the the guitar licks on these last three when they come in you're just like holy like that is a sweet yes. line yes. Yeah, I agree. I love the guitar on this. The boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah. There's almost some parts with like more Viva style drumming. Yes. Yeah. Or even glass of water. Kind of reminds me of glass of water yeah. too. Just a lot of big hits and big yeah. um, outbursts of, of energy. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of lyrics on here. Like I like the positive sound with more down lyrics. Yeah, like dealing with your own crap. Um, but I love, <laughs> yeah. I love a lot of these lyrics. There's so many good lines. Uh, yeah. From a shipwreck, I heard her call. Yeah. When you're tired of aiming your arrows, still you never hit the mark. I know, and yep. I and I also love though heavily we bled, still on we crawl, trying to catch a cannonball. Like yeah. I don't know. To me, that kind of sounds like you know you're up against an impossible force, but you're not discouraged by it. You know, like you're going up against something hard, but you're like, oh, I got this sort of a thing. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And in the context of the album. Mm-hmm. So here's where we start. And we'll talk about the next one, too. But that that quote from Will, like the about the album being about love persevering through all and mm-hmm. it being about a love story between two. It starts yeah. off that way. You could pull a lot of romantic from the first couple. Sure. Definitely us against the world. Sure. Every teardrop, a bit of an aside, more. Mm-hmm universe but then starting with major minus a bit and then ufo princess of china up in flames you really start to feel like that's the relationship's dead right and then don't right. let and it break your heart is like all right it's kind of over like getting over the relationship a little bit right 
but it's just an interesting thing to me that they like said like oh it's about love persevering through all and that can yeah. be like we said not romantic love but it's generally feels like a story love, yeah. of these two falling in love and then it it doesn't end like it yeah, doesn't work out in the end that's a really good point because i guess i always thought of it as that they do end up together and kind of run off into the sunset to, or drive off into the sunset together. But I also think that's a really good point is that like from here on out, I think maybe I think of it like a, like a rom-com, right? That thing of like, it goes dark and then they make some big gesture at the end and they do end up together. But I also think like, you're totally right. Like there is a world where that's not what happens. Like they don't end up together, but they're yeah. both okay. That don't let it break your heart. You're, you know, this is not the end of your life. Um, or your yeah. world as a whole, just your world now. And we can, yeah, we can talk more specifically about the next song when we get to it. But I, yeah, as of as of here, I, I agree. Because I've always thought of this as I've always thought of this as the partner telling the narrator, "You're you're going to be okay. You're going to don't let this break your heart," and that they're still there with that person. But it could also be somebody else another third party or themselves or a voice or whatever telling yeah. them that this person is not don't let that break your heart sort of a thing um, i think it could go either way i yeah. think it could be the two people that have broken up but i don't mm-hmm. think it's a hey we're getting back together like don't it's a sure hey, yeah we had a good run type of thing like yeah and 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 you know love remember it for what it was not how it ended sort of a thing yes. yeah yeah um that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I like that about that. I think when you think of it as the in the concept album, there's a lot of opportunity there for it to mean yes. a few different things. Yeah. 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 I like it though. I think musically, like I said, it's weird because musically it's so big, right? Like it's so again vibrant mm-hmm. and loud. And for it to be one of the forgotten tracks is really interesting to me. Uh and I th- I say forgotten because you know it's not played much anymore. It's not I don't see it talked about all that much. No, but um, I I arguably forgot about it. This is not one that I would have come back to. Yeah, I agree. I'd hear I it agree. on the album and go, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. But it's I never would have like, oh, let's listen to some Let's go. I want to go listen to this yeah. one. Yeah. And you know, that might be, and I know that we've talked about this before, it might be a little bit of fatigue. You're on track 13 of 14. And you know, yeah. um, it might be that a little bit. Um, but uh, but no, I, I do think it's a very solid song. Um, I do want to talk, we were talking about it while we were listening to it. I love the hopeful transmission interlude that goes into this. Yeah. I love the seconds right before it goes in where do, I, do, I said, yeah. it almost feels like a, there's like a synth or and no, it's not a synth. It's gotta be a guitar lick that almost sounds like a, a battle cry. Like the do, do, do boom, boom, boom. Like yeah. it almost sounds like a, a, like a cheer or like a, a, a spurring on of something. And I really like that. So um, I do think Agreed. the interludes as a whole really work. Oh man. Like, really work on this album and yeah. um i think that one in particular is really really beautiful yeah they're all they're all a little bit interesting that they all blend really well into the next one but a lot of them seem like it's i don't know 25 to 40 seconds ish and it's yes mostly yeah, not that really long, yeah. quiet and then mm-hmm. the last five seconds blows up into the song yeah yeah i agree i agree and i like that it does that because it kind of yeah again it's kind of almost like a waiting period before it all hits the fan or it all really blows up and i I like that a lot so um so should we move on to the final track then yeah um Uh, let's listen to more of the birds up with the birds birds. (laughs) 
interesting song. Very interesting song. Um, Chris likes birds. We'll start there. We'll get that out of the way. <laughs> um, continues to for the rest yeah. of his life. Um, because the next one's got fly on, and the next that's got birds. So, and I, I will be shocked if there's not some sort of flying reference on music of the spheres. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a a very beautiful song. Obviously, in two halves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that more so than some of their ending songs, this truly serves the main purpose of concluding this story and this album. Yeah. Um, not played live. Uh, much if at all ever um and you think of death and all's friends or up and up you know songs that can be played live and are played live um Mm -hmm. and can be played maybe death a little bit less but can be played as part of a show or part of a tour without it being the closing number um even though they both fit so well there like this to me is is through and through a closer and yeah I like that. It, I think it it's very much does that whole, it puts a, it wraps it all up. It puts a button on it. And to yes. me, it has that distinct feel of like looking back fondly yes. on an experience and moving on to the next chapter. And exactly. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah. You're kind of right in that middle of the end and the beginning of the next thing. I completely yeah. agree. Um, and I, I love both parts of the song. I really love the second half of the song. Just that that Johnny's guitar, that diddle do like it just exactly oh, yeah. It almost feels like that folksy sort of feel again, you know that and uh, Will's drumming, loud, beautiful, full. Um, again, I, I love that second half a lot. Yeah, this and Up in Flames are pretty light on the guitar overall, but that second half when it picks up, that guitar is just an awesome tone and yeah, an awesome oh yeah line. yeah. It's and, very this this album definitive is a very definitive Johnny guitar tone album. Both yeah. like the tone of his guitars, the sounds he's using, and just like the style that he plays, like the solos, the backing, the the, the licks. It's just very, it's very Johnny. You know, it's very yeah. and, and obviously, but um, but I like that a lot. But no, I agree. Um, I I I think um, I also like the sort of vocoder, the the vo- the vocal stuff in the first half of this track, like the little that kind of come in yeah that's what i wrote i, really I love cool. the ofx coming in <laughs> yeah yeah it's really cool and i don't think i used to like that as much as i do now i, I think i like them a lot more now than i used to but yeah. um yeah it, like you said it does tie a, it does tie a ribbon on it you know i, I kind of like we talked about the hopeful transmission or sorry with um i don't let it break your heart i don't think i'd be going back to this song that much individually like i don't think i'm gonna go oh yeah. i really want to go listen to up with the birds um just because of the nature of the song, like it, it ties the song up. It is the, um, yeah, it is, it is the finale to this. And it's hard to listen to a finale without the context of what comes before. Um, yeah. but that doesn't take anything away from the song. It's still beautiful. What? No, I'm starting to think of, Oh crap. What? I have no idea about major minus now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem because that's literally the next thing that we do. Uh, exactly in the episode so, yeah, let's, so that's the that's the end of mx uh, do you have any other of milo's out no i i thoughts I, no i i think it's just it's so hard to go through this album and 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 truly to think of anything negative about it and i know i said that with viva not going to say that with ghost stories i i, I <laughs> or or head full of dreams i just feel like this is such a a well put together piece of art uh it is vibrant it is loud it is beautiful yeah and 
it is very much kind of like head full of dreams it does such a good job of being very personal but very universal at the same time um because yeah, everybody a can relate cool to story yeah it's also you can pull apart the pieces and relate to them absolutely well. individually yeah you're yeah. totally right yeah you could come so, in without knowing any of the context and still find relations to the song and be oh that yeah. means a lot to me yep i totally agree totally agree um yeah, I love it. I love the album. I think it's it's one of the best things that they've ever done. <laughs> Just like Viva. Uh, what about yeah. you? Any final thoughts? No, Did not different than what we've said. Sure. I think yeah, this is up there with peak peak Coldplay for me. I have a question. So if if the, if you say that this is if you say that this is up there with peak Coldplay for you, yeah. What is peak Coldplay for you then? you know kind of from here looking backwards now would you still say x and y is your favorite album is there or is there best album would you do you think that this or i don't think it's their best album i think it's up there with favorite i i think for favorite it's between this and x and y i think okay sure okay at this point because there's still more to come at this point yeah that's fair obviously that's fair Uh, i'm just i'm curious about that because i remember you saying the same with Viva that you think it's great and it's one of their best albums, but I wondered where that fits in your head in yeah. terms of what that means. So, um, well, are you ready to do major minus? Sure. Let's try it so much. <laughs> try it. Yeah. I'm in. The you want to go first boat. or second? Uh, I'll go. F- I'll, I'll get, what do you, what, are you ready? Do you ready for me to guess or no? Yeah. I've been locked in for a week. Oh, even with your, even with your minus you are. Okay. Or, yeah, All right. I have a week. All right. This is a very hard one for me. It's very hard. I I feel oh geez. I feel like your your major is every teardrop purely because of the story that you have about driving and turning it up and, and you know being loud with it. I think your least favorite could be up with the birds. It could be major minus. It could be princess of China, but I'm gonna go with up with the birds. Final answer. Princess of China. Ah, really? Just, yeah. Really? What What uh, about that? Just like, it just doesn't hit right for you as much? Yeah, I think it's a lot of just being overplayed in my mind. Sure, that's fair. Okay. I hear you. I hear yeah. you. But every, every teardrop, teardrop for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, so based on what you've said today, this is really tough because I feel like Charlie Brown is a pinnacle, but you said don't read too much into that. So that could be mind games. That could be whatever. It could be you mind love games. Love hurts like heaven, and every teardrop you loved. The, I don't think it's anything in the back half, but pure. We we did these uh these knockout brackets. things, yeah, the, the brackets, brackets. Yeah. and I know what won for you. Right. So I'm gonna have a hard time not saying sure. every teardrop. Sure. Even though I feel like things could have changed, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna guess every teardrop is your major. As major, okay. Um, and minus is just as tough because I have no nothing to fall back on. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. Part of me thinks it could be Princess of China too. Up with the birds is definitely in in contention. I don't think it's major minus. It's definitely not first half though. If it is, I'll be shocked. Um, I'm going to go up with the birds. Yeah, you're two for two. You're two for two. Unfortunately, you're two for two. Yeah, I, I think every teardrop is a, is a perfect song. I think it's a 10 out of 10. 
Um, yeah. There is there is nothing wrong with that song to me. I still think Us Against the World and Up in Flames and Charlie Brown and Hurts Like Heaven. Like I think every teardrop is a ten out of ten. Yeah. I think Hurts Like Heaven, Charlie Brown, um, Up in Flames, and and Us Against the World are all nines out of ten. Like they're okay. right underneath it. And yeah. then Up with the Birds, the only re again this for me was very much a something's got to come in last yeah. album. It was actually between Up with the Birds and Don't Let It Break Your Heart for me. Both. As, oh, really? okay. But but again, like yeah, those sure. are both amazing songs. It's just like Up with the Birds I picked because it feels the most like its main purpose is a closer of this album is the finale and it doesn't function as well outside of that in my opinion but i have nothing negative to say about that song that's just that it has a very specific function so yeah i love it i i I love this album very very much what's going on in your place can you hear it yeah if i if you had to tell me what's going on i don't know i assume maybe fireworks it sounds like someone's hitting something Oh, I thought it could be like a neighbor, like maybe someone's no, having it's, a good it's time upstairs. Outside. Oh, okay. Someone's having a good time outside? Yeah, but I had my blinds closed because it was light out when we started this. Nice chin. Thank you. All three of them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't see fireworks going off, yeah. so unless someone's banging on something in the parking lot, I don't know. I mean, it could also just be violence. I was really hoping you just couldn't hear it. No, I could hear it. Same way I, I could hear the baby crying in the mic too earlier. So I could hear Nash. So yeah, yeah well, yeah. I couldn't hear that though. That's interesting. That's interesting because I could hear it. I couldn't oh, hear it. It's like, fireworks. Okay. <laughs> now you can see fireworks. <laughs> Hello. Um, all right. So Hello. now we got a, a uh, what do we call them nowadays? A rainy day. Rainy day Rex. Okay. Uh, this. Uh, this is like your Fratelli. This is the freshest of my Rainy Day Rex. Uh, I'm going to go with the album Apart by Leon. Leon. It's an E with the accent on it. Leon? Yeah. Ponce Leon? Um, found him recently. Heard recently. And one song just like just an absolute killer. Really? Oof, Make sure to get me. that out before you <laughs> Or after, but not there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the and it breaks my heart by her. Okay, is one my favorite song of like the last last couple months for sure. Wow. And then okay. I listened to that whole album and I was like, damn, this is pretty pretty solid, pretty great stuff. Yeah. So okay, that's on twenty twenty. Leon Ponce. Ponce. So now I want to dig Leon. more into some of our other stuff, but that album's great. So check it out. Not Leon Bridges, Leon. There she is. There she is. What's yeah. the song that you said you lo- you liked a lot? Uh, and it breaks my heart. And it breaks. My- there it is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take. I wanted to look at look it up because I kept wanting to say, "Don't let it break your heart," because that's what we just talked about. Right. Right. <laughs> I, like, I know that's not quite right. And it breaks. It's my close. Heart. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that. I've I've got it up on my Spotify now. I'm gonna whoop. I accidentally played always in my head just there on accident. Um, I will listen to that later. Um, because I because you I've never heard you talk about that before, which yeah. is rare for us. So it's very new. I'm gonna do the same thing then. Um, I had it down Ooh. to a couple of things in my head. Um, okay. but I'll do the another one tomorrow. Um, I have been exchanging a lot weeks. of music. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of weeks, I'll share the other <laughs> one with you. Um, I have been exchanging a lot of music. Um, with uh surprise guest on um new disaster. Uh, CJ and uh, 
a lot of music that I don't normally listen to that a lot of it hits, a lot of it doesn't, some of it doesn't. Um, but she got me into a lot of Billie Eilish. But what I what I knew about Billie at the time was that her brother Phineas was the one who produced it. Like I knew the whole, they did it from their bedroom and like, that's what happened. But I had never heard Phineas himself, her, 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 uh, Billy's older brother, Phineas. So, okay. um, and that along those same notes, I would very broadly say that my rainy day wreck is just Phineas as a whole. It is a little, he's a little poppier than I normally go. And you know what I listen to? I like big thief, right? So mm-hmm. it's a little poppier than normal. Um, but there is one particular song he does with an artist named Ash, A-S-H-E, um, called Till Forever Falls Apart, um, which I have had on repeat uh, on Spotify and in my head for days now. Um, that I think okay. is just, for, for the pop artists that they are, it is very traditional musically and structurally, and I think it's beautiful. Um, very much about platonic love and romantic love and, you know, that dichotomy and stuff like that and so i think it's um so phineas as a whole i and i've heard a lot of his other stuff and i am very impressed by it and i like it and it's not my normal cup of tea um so f-i-double-n-e-a-s he's also got a good beard which i'm just kind of jealous of but um he has the ability to grow i don't know if he has it right now but it's like that's what if i was able to some of the pictures on google (laughs) (laughs) look at google them and and look at the beard um no so i my my um uh my rainy day wreck is phineas if i were to single out a single song like you had just done um i would say it's till forever falls apart um so yeah that's what i got and i'll save the other one for a couple of weeks from now you know yeah yeah obviously cool well that about does it for this long episode of yeah. Gold Player thanks RS. for the joining next, us the next song the next album has five less tracks than this one does yeah, so i'm sure ghost less. stories will be a little bit shorter um but again thanks for huh. joining us it is it is probably not i mean this is 14 oh, with three interludes and we've yeah. got four, 12 with bonus tracks yeah that's fair that's fair so don't make these it's promises. gonna even out it's gonna even, out. <laughs> even out. um but uh but thank you of course for listening um as always please share your yes. thoughts on this too because like half of what makes this as fun as it is is hearing what other people think because again Coldplay is as long as you're like respectful let's get that out of the way real quick um, <laughs> half of what i love about this band is how uh yeah we're, very, we're tired of people not being respectful like, it's getting a little yeah, it's your getting family a little out of is hand. writing in and it's it's getting out of hand yeah i i've been personally attacked um by <laughs> quite a few emails and stuff and i'm mm-hmm. i'm over it so let's be real careful no um i i you know it's the Coldplay sub as a whole has been divisive with uh music of the spheres and higher power and you know uh and and that whole rollout and our hope is to be just uplifting and positive about the band and stuff. And so like, we love, love differing opinions because that's again what makes it fun, but also like, let's stay positive <laughs> as a whole, you know? So anyway, um, that's it for now until next time. Yeah. Feel free to reach out to oh, us yeah. at uh, coplayrs at gmail.com. Uh, you know where to find it. Look at our Facebook page. Yeah. All right. Until next time, live your lives be happy, be merry, and go out and make the world a better place. Good night and good luck. <laughs>